Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. So I'm in the bathroom and you sent me your flight number, so I just search Google real quick yeah. and it was like 10:43 p.m. I was yeah. like that must be the wrong. internet's wrong too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Whiskey My Tales Podcast, episode 38. Today is September the 13th. We are your hosts. I'm Matt. I'm Gus. And if this is your first time here, Gus and I are childhood best friends and each other's best man. That's right. With a dream. And you're witnessing the beginnings of this dream. We have a couple years before we tell you that dream, but it's coming. It is coming. As always, you can watch this episode on YouTube. If you've not been over there yet, please give us a like, comment, subscribe, we're very active on Instagram and even tweet out our thoughts from time to time. And guys, tell these people how they can save 20%. You can save 20% on our beautifully handcrafted whiskey barrel products by using code PODCAST at checkout. Again, that's PODCAST. P-O-D CAST. Remember P-O-D the band? Oh, yeah, I do. It's a good band. Did you add new sounds? Oh, you didn't take that home. I didn't take it home, yeah, no. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Just wondered. Uh, we also have launched our Patreon page with multiple tiers, and you can find that at patreon.com slash whiskey and whitetails, or you can just go to Patreon and type in whiskey and a whitetails. And if you're saying there, you've ever wondered, like, hmm, I like their content. Right. I love their products. Mm -hmm. Wish I should support these guys more. Well, Patreon gives you that option. This money does not go into our pockets, friends. It goes into creating new content. It goes into keeping the lights on in here. Yep. These two lights that we have. Yeah. <laughs> and it goes towards expanding our ability for guests and much more. Yes. And if I would like for you to name something that you enjoy more in life that only costs $3 a month. And if you have something, please send it to us because we're going to incorporate that in our next business model. That's right. <laughs> uh, but we want you to know that you're not only supporting us, but you're supporting yourself and something you enjoy by being part of. And that is the Whiskey White Tales experience, which is what we actually need it. We have a few tiers available with some pretty sweet rewards. For as low as $3 a month, you get access to all of our bonus episodes and early access to episodes that are coming out now. Mm -hmm. These tiers go up to $7, 10 and $20 a month, which gives you things like your name on the credits, as you're seeing here below you. Uh, you get episodes ahead of time. Right. Get into our live chat. You get exclusive private community message board that we have. You also get 30% off everything in our store and an official Whiskey and Whitetails t-shirt. That's money during the holiday season, too. Yeah. As well as access to our giveaways. Sample from cool bottles. Sometimes we get a cool bottle and we're like, this should be shared. And, and those samples go out. That's correct. Um, we'll get exclusive content related to uh, hunting, things that we experience or do, uh, stuff we find out, tips, yep. uh, insider stuff with uh, public land and certain things like that. You'll You'll get things that we won't share elsewhere. Yep. We also get our first episode is coming out soon. Like in the next, it might be out by now, but it'll definitely be out this week of our first raw, uncut, unfiltered. Where yeah. We did a bottle kill episode, drank an entire bottle of George T. Stagg with Rocco from Camp 
Hero, Kentucky. That was a mess. Good time. <laughs> it was a yes. messy good time. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time for sure. Uh, ended up, I don't even know, neither of us know how that episode ended. Yeah, I, I have I have flashes of how the last <laughs> 10, 15 minutes went. Uh, mostly not good. Yeah. Uh, but w- w- I'll listen to it. and um, I'm excited to watch it we'll, and see how much we have to cut out. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> but that will be available soon. I w- am really looking forward to see how, because I know what happened after we t- stopped recording. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure out. The thing is, is like everything that happened after we were done recording, um, that was at, like that was at a 10. And while we were recording, yeah. we were like, we got up to about a three or a four on terms of, in terms of like things getting out of hand. Um, so we kept it. Mostly good, but we had a good time. We, like he said, we killed the whole bottle. It wasn't a ten because we were seated. Once we decided to stand up and move around, that's when things got a little dicey. Luckily, we don't do podcast uh, standing up and moving around <laughs> right. much. Yeah. But it's bound to be a good episode, and I'm excited to watch it myself. <laughs> um, this episode is sponsored by Gun Monkeys Armory, located in La Plata, Maryland. Which I'm sure you're thinking, okay, but that's too far from me. Well, if that's the case, they're also available online at shop.gmarmory.com. We have a little plinking 22 rifle and a Walther P22 with a silencer on it, the wife and I. And I was thinking today, how much are 22 silencers right now? Because we bought this quite a while ago. So I headed over to their store online, and right there on the front page, they had a Ruger Silent SR for $370. How cool would that be if they had a Walther silencer that matched the pistol? I don't even know if that exists, but you know what does exist? Seven Full pages of suppressors to choose from that are bound to fit anything I, you, or anyone we know owns. It really is true that they are supplying American with all their firearm needs, even offering financing options if you can't afford it right now. So check them out on Facebook and Instagram, also on YouTube at Gun Monkeys Nation. Again, that's shopgmarmory.com. Use code WHISKEY and you get $30 off your purchase. This episode is sponsored by Dom Gatto Photography. Our executive producer and New York field operative has some amazing photos available for you to purchase. If you need or fancy some quality whitetail or wildlife photography for your home, office, hunt club, or the outdoor enthusiast in your life, then you need to head over to domgottophoto.com. Once there, you can use code WHISKEY for 20% off, which is an insane amount to take off of photography because of the amount of time and effort that goes into creating his products and his photography. But that quality is what you can expect from Dom. So head on over there, check out his photos. Don't forget to use code whiskey for 20% off. This episode is powered by Rock Filter Distillery. So you may notice the sweet hoodie with the sweet flag. You may notice the sweet hat. We have been given a chance to work with River Brothers Outdoors. And we've been asked several times about apparel. I guess I used to own an apparel company. And before Whiskey and White Tales, we just decided that's not for us. So we yep. don't, we're not in the apparel business. No. Well, Devin and River Brothers outfitters are in the apparel business that's right we clicked immediately and they sent us some sweet swag for the hunt that we were just on yep love this hat and to, we're recording today but tomorrow yeah. there is they're dropping their new product line so by oh, the time this episode's out their new product line is out and not a read but you can use code whiskey and get i think it was 20 percent off we'll double check and put we'll it in the check. comments it's 15 percent off use is code it? whiskey you 15 percent off it's really good stuff, and this hoodie is super I was going to say, that I have a hoodie and hat as well. The hoodie is unbelievably soft and comfortable. The hat, the mesh back, is unusually soft. And breathable. And breathable. Like, yeah. when you put it on, it feels nice and comfortable, um, which usually the mesh part is kind of stiff. It's just kind of, we've just accepted that that's yeah. the way hats are, and this kind of breaks the mold. And again, that's not a read. These are people that are... Want to be part of what we're doing. We'll be part of what they're doing. Yep. And uh, we me- mesh like, like-minded like on hunting and after the hunt, drinking whiskey and sharing stories. And they reached out to us. And and, and the, the way it happened is because they have a hoodie and some shirts that say whitetails and whiskey. Yes. And their ideas of how those two things go together are very much like our own. And yep. so we just decided we had a lot of things in common with what we were doing and what we wanted to do. And we uh, thought we could do it better together than – yeah. No. What's funny is we filed for bankruptcy. I'm just kidding. We filed, <laughs> we filed for um, trademark. Yeah, yeah. Both company, us and them, unknowing to each other, both filed for trademark for that term within a month of each other. Yeah. So it's 
I didn't even know they existed until our trademark lawyer came back and was like, hey. And then we looked into them. We were like, oh. Cool. And so we reached out because what's the point of disputing over trademarks when you just work together? Yep. So it works out. Yep. But they sent us this bottle. Oh, they sent this bottle? I did not yeah. know that. Awesome. This, this bottle came to us as well. So this is a really cool story. This is Rock Filter Distillery, and I'm going to read the label, and then I'll get into it. So it's the Organic Fence Jumper Bourbon Whiskey. And I'm not trying to make you feel stupid, but what do you do? You know what that first word is? I know what it is. Oxican? I don't know. How That's do you say the way it? you would think. So it's a, it's actually a Mexican corn. It's a green corn. Oh. You ever seen green corn? No, I have not. So it's called Ahuacan. Ahuacan? Yeah. Cool. So it's Oaxacan. Oaxacan. Okay. Uh, so it's a Oaxacan green corn, cherry wood smoked winter rye. And this is their thing. This is what I wrote down. So it's coming in 94 proof. But this is their. This is a smoked bourbon. So they cherry wood smoke the rye before they really distill it. So it's going to be very interesting. But this is very interesting. I wrote this down so I didn't mess it up. Planted, tended, milled, and distilled by farmers in Minnesota. So this farm plants non-GMO seeds, grows the grains, cooks the mass, distills yep. the spirit, all the way into hand labeling the bottling. Oh wow! It is hand labeled. Look at that. So it's impressive. I wrote a little read for them. It's very simple. This is their new tagline. I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch it to them. I've okay. never talked to them before, but this is so. Listen up, folks. Better seeds, better ingredients. Pop it or no rock filter distillery. <laughs> <laughs> That's the idea. I like it. So you want to pop that? Yeah, I do. As a matter of fact, put this away. These uh, so uh, on the episode uh, that we did for Patreon with uh, Rocco, we uh, smoked some cigars. That we got from the gracious folks over at uh, Simply Stogies. Yep. And uh, these microphone filters smell like cigar smoke. So you came in today. So we just got back. We were in Kentucky. We took all this stuff with us. Silence. Straight up. Good for a small bottle. Yeah, it was good for a small bottle. Um, what did you do that Sorry. For? I thought you were going to miss. <laughs> I was not, and <laughs> yeah. then I did. Blub, 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 blub. Um, we took, yeah, we took all this stuff with us and then we did that episode and we smoked cigars outside and all this. So when you came in today, you were like, Hey, I can't believe, uh, like I'm presently surprised that you already set all this stuff up. Yeah. Do you know why? I have no idea. Cause there were three microphone filters. There were three people smoking, or there's four microphone filters. There's three people smoking cigars. So guess what I have? You have the one that doesn't stink. Yeah. You're an asshole. <laughs> You heard it here, folks, if you didn't know already. Yep. Oh, speaking of me being an asshole, actually, let's smell this first. That's a weird flavor. Not weird as in bad. I get a lot of the cherry, though. Man, Maybe it's cherry. just in my head because no. of I read it, but. A lot of cherry, and it is very, very oak heavy. It is very oak heavy. Um, I bet that comes from also, it's, it's it's notes from wood but that we affiliate with oak, but from that cherry wood smoke. Let this, let this air out. Don't drink that yet. Okay. I have an I think I know what's about to happen to this. So while we wait for that and back on me being an asshole, I wrote this down. <laughs> so the last episode we did with Chief Mercer, that was recorded in April. Oh, Chief Mercer? That was recorded when did we have our first night at the market? Because that was recorded like a day before we had our first night at the market. It was a long time ago. It was a couple months ago. So in that episode, and no one called me out on this. I heard it because I hadn't listened to the podcast so, cause I, since we recorded it. Yeah. So I was listening to the podcast. And in that episode, I said, and again, no one called me out on this, just me being an adult. I said that um, bourbon, a lot of the bourbon podcasts are boring and, and I'm not exciting. That was, I was listening to the wrong stuff. So since then, I have found there are plenty of good podcasts. There's some other ones, yeah. I'm not trying to start a podcast war, as I said in that episode. I just wanted to correct it. I didn't mean it. I was joking. I joke a lot. Some people can't take my sense of humor because they think I'm serious. And another thing I said is I put Chief on the spot about what's the best podcast he'd ever been on. I thought he had been on a bunch. Yeah. I didn't realize there's only two, so I wasn't trying to. Oh, I didn't realize that either. Yeah. That makes it kind of awkward. Yeah. and I mean, yeah. <laughs> Who's better, us or them? Yeah, and I didn't <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Um, yeah, that's cool. We, that's, that's I'm never, definitely not trying to cause issues. No, it's never like, our intention to put a guest. We want to work guest. with everybody. Yeah, you it's know? never our intention to put a guest in a, in a tough spot. Yeah. So. so I apologize, uh, Chief, and I apologize to if you, anyone that has a podcast that drinks whiskey on it. I didn't mean it. I didn't yeah. mean it. Matt has a, a, a funny uh, thing about his sense of humor that the longer you get to know him, you'll pick up on is that the 
the change in facial expressions or tone when you're when you're joking and then when you're no longer joking, he doesn't have. It just it's all the same, and so it's hard to tell something. And you have to stop him and, and say, hey, "Wait, was are you serious or was that a joke?" Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes you just can't tell. Yep. And if you question that, he, you would know, but also my wife would know. Yep. And she would gladly attest to all the time she's been like, why are you so upset? And I'm like, I'm not. That was a joke. That was a joke. Yeah. yeah. So just letting you know. I'm empathetic and I want everyone to succeed. Yeah. More often than not, he's joking. Like it. This wasn't a joke. Everything I say Matt is doesn't a get fired up or mad too often. And the things that do, we don't talk about on this podcast. So <laughs> yeah. He, Gus saw me get fired up and mad uh, recently. And uh, that is definitely something that would never come up on a podcast. So it's very hard for me to get. I'm just trying to have fun, you know? Yeah. Um, now smell it. Yeah. Oh, that's so weird. It aired out. So I wanted the ethanol flavors to get out of it. And it did rather quickly. What bourbon does this smell like to you? Not, I mean, it is a, a uppity brand, but I mean, I brought one one time. There was a store pick. I don't know. It, it reminds me of Eagle Rare a little bit. That Eagle Rare. The Cherry Bomb. That yes. one from uh, you got in near Myrtle Beach. Or Columbia or the other direction. California. We're not not telling you where. I don't remember. It was in South Carolina. I don't remember. Yeah, that's exactly. Louis. That's what what came to mind immediately. I'm I'm proud of myself for that. Yeah, I'm proud of you as well. I knew you'd smell it because it's almost on. Oh, he said in the note, he was like, do not mix this with Coca-Cola. So they clearly don't watch the show. (laughs) (laughs) We don't do that. Yeah. Unless it's Pappy. I only mix Pappy with Diet Coke. And when we, yeah, Diet Coke. Yep. Do not. Do not muddle it with all that sugar. Nope. All right, now I'm going to taste. Rye heavy. I didn't even look at the mash bill on this. But it finishes with that cherry. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. And I'm normally not a fan of winter rye. That's what that... Um... But I'm telling you, there's a lot of cherry. There's a ton of cherry in that. It's really good, though. They may I be don't... onto something with cherry wood smoked grains. It's something I haven't considered a lot of is smoking the grains and everything, you know, heavily. Well, before. I mean, that's what peat is. Yeah, I get used that. For, but, but not really so much <clears throat> in bourbon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I haven't thought about it much in, in bourbon. I'm definitely going to ask for more of this. Hmm. That would be fun to throw in a taste test with we're gonna uh, put some this, other stuff. We're going to get another one of these and divvy it out through Patreon in order of people that joined. Everybody gets an ounce. It's a good idea. How many ounces of this? 350, so about 10, 11 ounces, something like that. So they're already gone. <laughs> Actually, we'll start now. Anyone that joins now. The okay. first 10 people to sign up get a sample. One, two, three, go. At the $7 tier or higher. $3 just means you like us. $3 is <clears throat> yeah, I mean, soda. Have one less soda, lose a little bit of weight. Yeah. We, ooh, yeah. we appreciate all of it, but yes. certainly... Um, the more you pay, the certain, more you get. Yeah, the more, the more you pay, the more you get. So. All right. I have a couple things that I wrote down. Patreon did that. Um, talked about the bottle kill episode. We're going to recap. We're going to do a quick 10 minutes on Camp Hero. Yeah. So we left. I, Gus. Mm, okay. <laughs> and do you want to go into that story or no? Just yeah, t- we'll just talk yeah, about that. Okay. We'll talk about whatever. All right. So we had planned for us three to leave Wednesday. Yeah, it's Wednesday. On a Wednesday, September 1st. So mm-hmm. Gus, Matt Livingston, and myself, mm-hmm. we were going to load up, drive to Kentucky. Then? Uh, yeah, so my um, my uncle, who is uh, was a 23-year veteran of the fire, fire department um, and an Army veteran, lost a courageous battle with cancer. Um, and so I went and attended services, helped out with the family stuff. Uh, so I traveled separately. Do you want to talk about? Well, you flew to... Louisiana for that, mm-hmm. and I know I've told you obviously, but sorry for your loss, and I'm sure the listeners feel the same way. Appreciate it, um, but it was a beautiful ceremony and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never attended a funeral. Uh, I've seen things that are that are done for first responders, uh, some of the ceremony and traditions that encompass that. I've never I've I've been to I've seen military uh, honors given. Um, I've never seen anything like this before. Dude, the yeah. turnout and the from the community was unbelievable. There were firefighters, there, hundreds of firefighters came wow. to pay their respects and line up. It took almost as long to get people through the process of coming up to the casket. And if you've never been to a funeral, 
you know, you don't understand this, but everyone gets an opportunity right. um, at the ceremony to come in. And this is just the people that that did it the day of the ceremony. There were there was four hours the day before that people had to come, and it was a constant revolving just door of people coming and paying their respects. But the day of the ceremony, watching hundreds of fire, firefighters come up in twos, stand at attention, salute, and, and go the entire time with having um, honor guard with the, in their uniforms holding uh, polished axes on either side of the casket. And, and it was just, it was, it was something else. And then there were fire trucks and engines and ladders from, I don't know, seven different departments all over wow. the area um, that led and followed in the procession. They had a huge ladder um, uh, ladders with the, the flag. Yeah. Yeah. Drove under that. And there were people lined up and stopping on the side of the road. It's a very southern thing. I don't see yeah, it here yeah. very, very much. In Louisiana, uh, when a and in other parts of the South, when a funeral procession, well, I remember passes, it in Missouri when we lived in Missouri. I yeah, remember that. people pull over to the side of the road. Yeah. Well, because there were several fire fire trucks leading the way, um, people understood what was going on. And my uncle was put on the back of the fire engine. Uh, it was the last engine that he ever rode before he was, became chief and was given his own vehicle. Um, we rode in his unit. Uh, followed behind with the honor guard on top of the truck, holding him in place. It was very emotional. Um, it's very cool to see um, for what it was. It was not cool, obviously, to have to be there. Right, but yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it was, and people were getting out of their vehicles, um, taking their hats off, saluting. It was very emotional to even talk about. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was very cool. Uh, unfortunate that, you know, had to do that, but it, I was proud to be there. And, and but what a way to leave, my family right? And yeah, with, he would, I, I kept telling him because he, why he was uh, chief of the training department. So he, he was, a, he was unique in the fact that most everybody in the fire department had been trained by him to do something at some point um, or, or his team. Um, so anyone in the last probably 15 years has oh, come, yeah. that's joined the department has come through him. Yeah. I didn't think about it that way. <clears throat> Even surrounding parishes because the training program is part of McNeese state university. So people come to McNeese state to do this college program for firefighting. They go through him. Um, so he's just, he's been, you know, and that on top of, uh, he was highly, uh, very much involved in scouting and volunteering time there. So that was also emotional seeing scout troops come through in their uniforms. And so it was just, it was something else, man. Um, but yeah, I don't know what to say. It was it was awesome. Yeah. Um, well, just thanks to for see sharing the Yeah, no, it was it, I, he deserved it. But oh, well, that's what I was going to say. One of his jobs within the department was he headed up the honor guard. That was his thing. It was like, and and he put together the ceremony. All, everything that they did for him, all the stuff that he had developed and put in place with the department as here's how we're going to send out our firefighters. And so all those guys were super meticulous about everything they did and wanted to make sure that they got everything right for him because it's what he would have wanted. And right. they, I told every one of them, I shook their hand and said he would have been so proud of everything you guys did. Um, yeah, it was good, man. It was really good. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. So I wish I could have gone, but the, um, you know, it is what it is. You know, there's, there were people there that couldn't make it, you know, yeah, because yeah. of school and other things like there's never a convenient time right. for someone to die. Yeah, it just yeah, shit happens. And, um, we did the best that we could. Um, so, but what you guys were, so I was doing that. You guys had drove down there and yeah, you we were showing down the first, mm-hmm. the Thursday we went and did the kind of like property tour, which mm-hmm. I'm going to give you when we go back in a couple of weeks. Yep. Went to see where we're going to, where you're going to hunt, you know, and there was yeah. a lot of funny stories with that where, you know, it's like that way, you know, it's like, and Rocco <laughs> was like, it's about a hundred yards, right? Yep. And you'll just follow the cat eyes till you get there. And then they come back the next, you know, after that night. Because the first day we sat sun up to sun down. <laughs> yeah. And so they come back and they're like, do you know how far 100 yards is? And he's like, yeah, yeah. It's like 100. And they're like, it's more like 450 yards. Yeah. You know, up that was <laughs> That hill. was a quarter mile up the mountain. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, which is funny. That's kind of like the thing, you know, because it, it, it it's an experience. And, sure. you know, nothing, nobody's going to be. <laughs> You know how hard it is to gauge distance up a mountain, you know? Oh, yeah. No one can do that. So, anyway, no fault there. It's just, it was a funny story. So, we did, like, the scouting in the beginning. This is where you're hunting. This is how do you get there, drop some pins or whatever. And then he yeah. set them a final pin on Onyx. Uh, and we gave, I gave away our last Onyx sponsorship there. But Thanks. Gave uh, Onyx subscription. That's not what I'm saying. Onyx points mm-hmm. on, this is how you get there. So, that night... 
we didn't like throw down, but we had, you know, some drinks and stuff. Sure. And then we got up early Friday morning to come collect you from the airport. So I, well, kind of, well, <clears throat> there was a miscommunication between Gus and I. Yeah. I, I had said, what time will you be there? And he said, 11, which he said PM, but then I was thinking, no way he'd fly in that late, you know? Yeah. So I just, I thought he meant AM. So we were at the airport at 10 AM with a sign that said, <laughs> I have a picture of it somewhere. Yeah. Uh, we'll, I, we we'll, don't, it's, it's, we'll in the, it it's actually, no, it's in the, um, the Patreon episode. Oh, great. So you, oh, that's right. It is. <laughs> you get to see it there. You have to join. That's how bad it is. So we were sitting <laughs> in the middle of the airport holding the sign and I'm texting. I'm like, What's your, you know, when are you going to be here? Yeah. And it said deliver, and I was like, cool, he paid for Wi-Fi on the flight. Yep. And you were like, uh, it lands at whatever time, 10 or 11, 03 or something. And I was like, all right, well, we got time. So I was like, I'm going to go use the bathroom. So I'm in the bathroom, and you sent me your flight number, so I just searched Google real quick, yeah. and it was like 10.43 p.m. I was yeah. like, that must be the wrong. internet's wrong, too. <laughs> you know? And then, it, then I realized... You had the funeral that day, yeah, and you were morning. leaving from the funeral. Yeah. I left. So to me, the fact that you flew from Louisiana to wherever we were picking you up, Lexington, yeah. and you were going to be there by 11, I'm an idiot. But, so it was, it, yeah, the, I had a bunch of connections I had to do. I was going to yeah. get in late. Um, but when I got to the airport, everything was going smoothly. My very first flight, like I had two connections I had to catch. The first flight from Lake Charles to Houston delayed. Missed my first connection. So I get into Houston, and they've already booked me on new flights, but the next day. And I'm like, eh, that's not going to work. Can you get me somewhere else close? Um, we, I talked with the guy. He, we both had maps up. The guy at United, I don't know what his name was, but thanks. You were super cool. You had to deal with a lot of assholes that day, I'm oh, sure. I'm sure. Um, and in those situations, I always try to not be an asshole because two times I've been upgraded to first class by just being nice. Yeah. Um, well, just be nice to people in general. Well, especially in those instances, that guy yeah. can't control. It has nothing to do with that. Yeah, so the guy was super cool. He helped me out. We decided on Knoxville would be the next closest place. So I pulled up real quick a rental car thing and made sure I could get a rental car. I got, I reserved it like in a minute and a half with the app, had a confirmation number and a reservation number. Like, here's a number confirming yeah. we have your reservation. Here's your reservation number. That's how it normally works. That's how it works, right? <laughs> so I get into Knoxville. It's late. I'm like, all right, I, I bought two energy drinks. I got a two hour and a half hour drive up to camp. I'm going to get there late. I'm already like, how am I going to get in there without waking everybody up? I get to the rental car counter. I'm exhausted, right? I just spent two and a half days doing the funeral thing with family. Been traveling all day. I get to the rental car, hand in my car to my driver's license. He spends two seconds looking at the screen and goes, hands it back and goes, I can't accommodate you today. That's all he says. <laughs> and I'm like, the fuck you can't? Yeah. It's like, what do you mean? He's like, we don't have enough vehicles to accommodate same day rentals. I'm like, then why did your system give me a confirmation number, accept my card and send me a reservation number? Yeah. It's like, I don't know what to tell you. And so I started getting pissed. Like but again, I, not his fault, but he could have said it differently. He could have said it differently. I was also I tired. Freaked. If he had said, started, we can't accommodate you today. I started to freak out. Now I don't do that in public very often. You just ask anybody I know. I'm usually pretty, pretty mellow. I, I look at everything from both sides and just try to be nice I started to lose my shit, raised my voice, snatched my card from the guy's hand, was bitching, looked over and saw a cop slowly making his way in my direction. And I was like, this is not the place to get arrested and put thrown to jail overnight. So yeah. I grabbed my stuff. I nodded at the cop, basically said, sorry, I'm done. I get it. Yeah. I left, got a hotel and long story short, made it there the next morning. Um, that was a shit show, but it was over and I was happy to be there. I know I texted you at one time was like, is this even worth it? Yeah. I was just pissed. I was like, of, course of course it was worth it. It, it. it would have been worth it to <laughs> yeah. get there the last day. That's all I got to do. Um, but I was glad I finally made it. Had a good time. So, so you got there midday. You got yeah. put in a stand and, yep. and you saw more deer that day. than Dude, I saw, yeah. there was at least eight deer I saw. Uh, one young buck. There's no shooters, a, but you saw animals. There was an older buck that came in after dark. Rocco showed me. Because there was some bucks that I, some deer I couldn't see after it got dark. Because um, I, I could make out bodies, but nothing else. And with all the trees around, you can't really make out antlers from the branches. Um, and he showed me the pictures and sure shit, it was that one funky looking seven point. Yeah. Um, if he had just come out 15 minutes early, I could have smoked him. But, yeah. Because that was like a 27 yard shot. Well, what's the, it's good that you saw it though. Like for us, my first night there, I was targeting, it was again a seven point, but mm -hmm. it was a big, big yeah, body boy. And, he was older. He's on the downcline, so he wasn't. He maybe probably used to be a 
a decent 10 point. Could Maybe be, yeah. he could have been. I don't know. Nobody knows. But he's funky. He's missing points and stuff. So yeah. he was like the one I was targeting. And my first night out there, he came out right at last light, shootable. Mm-hmm. Came out, but I couldn't really, as you said, trees, couldn't make out his antler. So I'm staring at him. I'm like, I've never hunted here before or seen a deer in this vicinity. Yeah. But that looks like a massive animal. That has to be him. <laughs> sure. But by the time I that process had gone through my head and I'm squinting, trying to count points, he turned and looked straight at me, head down, ran to me, got 15 yards, uh, yeah. maybe less, 15 yards, and then did this jump. And when he jumped, he jumped chest high for me. Yeah. Um, like thorn bushes. Yeah. Jumped it. And when he landed, I swear I could feel it up the tree. Yeah. And then he jumped again and then was off in the woods. The whole interaction was 15 seconds. Yeah. And I was draw back on him, but I could not. There's no way I could ethically take a shot not, and not feel like garbage. Yeah, not when you're elevated. It's that close and he's yeah. facing you. I mean, you're looking at either a spine shot. Which or, I'm not going to risk. It's just not. If it was a shot, if it was a gun, yeah, I probably would not. Be but different. But above, what do you I, just, th- I would feel so terrible if this animal lived his whole life and then I jumped the gun and shot him yeah. in a back leg or something. You know, it's just not worth it. What would if you had to estimate a guess on his weight? What do you think he? So we were talking on the hoof, and we think he was around two twenty to two thirty. That's a big boy. Yeah, especially for down here, what we're used to seeing. So, well, two hundred here is like a trophy, and that's before he's putting on all of his winter weight. Yeah, like he's, he's going to put summer. on a bunch of weight the next yep. month because then he's going to lose a bunch of it during the rut running around. Right. Yep. But he he didn't come out the next night, and then yeah. the last night that I hunted, he came out past dark. I. I could see him, but I couldn't see him, you know? Yeah, I know, I know the feeling. And it was one of those things, again, I could have probably put my headlamp on, flicked it, <laughs> and taken a shot, but it's just, I have a conscience, and my conscience eats at me. Yeah. And I just, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. It's shooting hours, I don't know. It might be, I don't know if that's illegal. It probably well, is. Well, headlamp, that's, well, spot that, that's yeah. considered spotlighting, yeah. so that's illegal. So, but, but, you yeah, know. Yeah, I would never do it. It's just, if I would have, I'd have a, I'd be telling you. I'd We've also it. had some friends that just very conveniently have, um, stabilizers that are also a uh, yeah. a flashlight. And they're like, oh, I just use it for coming in and out of the tree stand. And right. I'm like, okay. nobody believes that. No. Not a single person, <laughs> including any DNR agent you yeah. yeah. not going to believe that. Excuse so. me. Um, is that a flashlight on your stabilizer on the front of your bow? Uh, yeah, it's just for... Just so I don't have to have a headlamp. Yeah. So you walk out of the woods holding your bow like this yeah, the whole sure time? I do. Mm-hmm. I bet you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess one thing we learned is that these bucks are not stupid no, they don't get big and mature by being dumb. Yeah. So you're chasing these monsters and, you know, you're you're not out there, trail camera comes up. Yeah. And then everybody's like, see, should have been out there. But you're out there, nothing comes out. It's, it's a, it's, there's no way it's a coincidence. Yeah, they 100% no, they, know you're there. They know. And it's just, you know, it's all about stand placement, I think, at this point. Yeah, I, I think some of, I think some of you guys that were chasing some of these more, uh, that had target bucks, um, could have benefited by edge being able to adjust with a climber or a hang on that you could move yeah. or even a saddle. Like that's something I haven't tried yet. I want to, I want to try because I think those bucks that are coming into those areas where those, um, the stands are set up and some of them have feeders, they're weary of that already. Yeah. That's why they come in late at night for the most part. Now you had an anomaly and he got curious and came straight at you. But as soon as he got wind that something was off, he was gone. Right. Yeah, I think he probably smelled, <clears throat> to be honest, I, I think I got, because I got blown out early that morning. Yeah. Could not hold. And I didn't have any empty water bottles yet. Peed on the, I peed. Oh, yeah. And well, I, I know for a fact that's how that doe, that doe blew at me that morning. And I and know that's, that that's why. And that's a catch-22 because I've peed out of the stand and sure. had deer come right up to it. Like, so have I. Hmm, what's I this? Too. But then there's other times where maybe it doesn't work. Maybe there's the too place, much bourbon in it. <laughs> <laughs> I think the place that I was at, it was just so, it was a small knoll surrounded by, I could hear the coyotes. So, I think uh, so they, they were just sketched just, out yeah. in general. Yeah. And I think she smelled it and was like, nope, not the doing that. The other stand that Brian was sitting at and then eventually Matt tried also um, had a trail that they kept hitting that trail. Yeah. And it would, that was it. Um, so I think they're just kind of weary and. Yeah, they smell anything off. They're but I dip. think that you could have, we could have looked at Onyx Maps and identified where they're probably betting or drinking in correlation to that food and other food sources. And you probably could have slid in in between and caught them going to and from during shooting hours. I think we're going to spend a week there in the spring and put some stands before the foliage comes in and just really, cause he has so much property that doesn't have anything on it. Like it's only him and a couple other guys. They can't scout all the stuff. It's they need help, you know? So 
I think that's something that we should definitely do and go out there and, and kind of look at it. Let me see what else I have. Um, discuss new riff. Okay. So I have three parts of the new riff mm-hmm. story. One, next week we're sitting down with the guys from Rock Singles and Karen. They're yep. actually making a weekend of it, coming down to Charleston and staying. Oh, I didn't know they were coming here. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. They're awesome. going to be live in here. Awesome. Not live, but recording in here. Sure. But they're coming down. They're making the weekends of it. The wives are staying. You know, I think they're going to Folly or something. I don't exactly remember. Cool. But they, uh, he is working on, hmm, now that I say that, well, it's too late now. You can put the pieces together. New riff pick. And, <laughs> sorry. And um, I won't say anything more on that. So we were looking at doing a new riff pick. That's what. Forget everything I just said. They're not doing that. They're coming down here to do a podcast. So we were looking to do a new pick with a local store. He called me yesterday, and we were discussing. He was like, well, I just talked to my distributor. He said, that's illegal and bootlegging. I said, I don't. I mean, it is, you know, if you were to sell it out of your store. But you can, anyone can go to New Riff and buy a yeah. quarter or an eighth or a half a barrel. They, I mean, they have the form right there. However, when I started thinking about the distribution tier, he can't buy straight from the distiller. It's illegal. So he has to buy through a distributor. So New Rift doesn't have a distributor in South Carolina yet. So we won't be able to do a New Rift pick and sell in South Carolina through a liquor store in South yeah. Carolina. We'd have to go through a state that already has it. Gotcha. Which I find interesting because that's not something that I had considered, even though I know the rules. And to, and to clarify, because the rules are muddy and Every state is gray different. area, what, but, what he's talking about is we would... A, a a barrel pick of a particular brand would would be done. Everybody pitches in to to make it happen, right? And then so you can do, you do it two ways, right? Well, so as far as a liquor store goes, the three tier system. So the distiller cannot sell to a liquor store in South Carolina. A liquor store cannot buy from a distiller. A distiller has to sell to a distributor. A distributor has to sell it to the liquor store. The customer has to buy it from. The liquor store. Right. A customer cannot buy from a distributor, but we can buy from a liquor store if, or the distiller if you go to the distiller. So if we buy from the distiller, we cannot sell it in a liquor store because that would mean the liquor store is selling it, you know. So we, you and I, could just go buy a barrel if we wanted mm-hmm. and put our stickers on it yep. and sell it to friends. It's illegal, but bourbon clubs do it all the time. That's just how they do We have store picks over here, and that's what it is, the bourbon club gets together sometimes they do it through a liquor store sometimes they do it straight through distillery i thought they pulled i thought they pulled money together they do and then bought it and then everybody gets the the bottle or bottles that they paid right but there's one person buying it so the one person buying it so the the safe way the way we have to do it the way that we are going to do it just because of legal things we have to do it through a store okay so we're going to work with the store to do it. yeah because i'm not doing it i'm not shipping bottles all over the country i'm not doing it yeah i mean you're not interested in either Uh, we have jobs that same so Yeah, so we have to do it through a store. So we cannot do New Rift through this store. Okay. We could find a store in North Carolina, but then that would still be, you'd have to go there to get it. It's a whole pain. So I think our next plan of action will probably be a Russell's pick. Okay, that's cool. So do a Russell's single barrel through them, and then you could go buy it from the liquor store if you're local or Patreon or, I don't know, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Um, other New Rift story. Rocco is doing a New Rift pick with some people I think for the dinner, not sure, but he wants, he, he gets to bring one person to the distillery to do the tasting and he asked me to come. So I'm pretty pumped about that. That's awesome. So I'll be able to do that. I'll probably fly into Lexington and ride with him up there and do the pick at New Riff. The next story for Rocco's dinner, we have asked Chief Mercer to hook us up. Did I tell you this yet? We talked about it and I saw you sent me the text message. Oh, I did. Okay. But tell, tell, tell the people. So we community. reached out to Chief Mercer, which we don't ever reach out to people and ask for anything, which is not who we are. So we reached out to him, and I said, hey, this isn't even for us. This is for Rocco's dinner. Whiskey and White Hills is doing the smoke cocktail there, so we're making these big cocktail flights. And it's a way more people than we thought. So we got the Bitter Milk Company that we work with to donate all the mixers. So we have all the mixers donated, and then we needed whiskey. So I was like, let's think about how we can do this cheaply, yeah. but also quality. Sure. So we wanted bourbon, and as I preach all the time, bottled and bond, minimum four years, 100 proof, it's good stuff. So who do we know that Chief Mercer? So Old Tub is what we asked for. We asked for some bottles of Old Tub. 
if Jim Bean was interested. And if not, then we'll just use donation money that's supposed to go to help veterans to buy alcohol, and then these veterans can just not get help. They can just drink their pain away. And- yeah, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's not how he worded it. But so Chief reached out and said, hey, you know, I won't drop names, but big people, and kind of told the story. And so they're doing the bourbon festival. They said, whatever we don't drink at the bourbon festival, Camp Hero can have it. Really? So that's pretty cool. So they're probably going to be, we don't know what it's going to be. We asked for Old Tub or Jim Bean White Label. Yeah. So we don't know what it's going to be or how much, but I have a feeling it'll be plenty. That's impressive. For what we need. So that's very cool. So thank you to Jim Bean for that. Yes, thank you. And we also were accepted <coughs> to the Southeast Wildlife Expo. Seawee, for those locals. Seawee has been going on forever. I was actually surprised when I bring up the actual name that people don't, people know what Seawee is, but then don't ever refer to it by Southeastern Wildlife Expo, yeah. so they don't know that's what it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, anyone that I've told, I'm like, we've finally gotten to Seawee, they're like, that's huge. Yeah. <clears throat> so I don't know that everybody knows Seawee, but it's massive and it's been going on for years. Yep. It is, um, I remember reading a list of like the top 20 or 50 or whatever things to do in the Southeast or on the East coast. And two of the things take place in the Charleston area. One of them is, uh, the low country oyster festival. Oh, really? I figured it'd be uh, food and wine. That might've been on there. Yeah. I don't know, but the, the oyster festival and then seaweed, we're yeah. both on that list. So seaweed's huge. And as Gus knows in my living room, I have a framed, Seaweed poster from 1986 in my living room. It's like yeah. part of the decor of my home, which was given to me as a gift from a friend. But yeah, seaweeds, we go all the time. Yeah, I've been almost every year since I've lived here. Yeah, same. And so sometimes I, I can only make it for, you know, half a day. Yeah. Um, sometimes I go all three days. It just, you know, the schedule dictates it, but I always try to go. It's a too. blast. It's great for the kids. You get to see a lot of cool stuff. It's so much fun. The working dog thing is like Andy loves it. She, that's what that's the main reason we always go because she wants to because that dude with the sheep dogs is yeah. crazy. I mean, he can speak it's to fun these dogs. to watch. Um, like speak kid, to them. He yeah, can, like stop it, and the dog's like, "Oh my bad." <laughs> <laughs> um, the kids always like the the birds of prey. Yeah, and she then, does that um, as well. The um, the guy that does the show over in the theater with all the animals. Steve um, Irwin? No. No. It's, no, it's the other guy. Um, Oops. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, we actually did a Steve Irwin bit already. Uh, well, kids. Anyway. Oh, yeah, we did. Sorry. Uh, um, yeah. But lots of fun stuff. It is. So we, we don't really know exactly where we fit in this puzzle. They're doing a little bit smaller this year, and some the, most of the vendors they're keeping from before, and they weren't really going to add anybody else. Yeah. But um, Matt's fiance, wife, wife now married, Matt's wife. We were out. we were there. Yeah, I know we were there. <laughs> called out and uh, mentioned that they would be that we would be a good mesh. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so we had already done the application process. So it was easy as pulling us up, and, and he, the CEO of C, we called us yeah. and was like, "Here's what we, he wants." And I told him what kind of what we were looking to do. And so it looks like we're gonna have a decent size role in yeah. um, the Brittle Bank Park section. So that's pretty oh, exciting. Cool. That's where the fun stuff happens yep. anyway. So the Brittle Bank Park area, so it's so big, it actually takes up multiple areas of the city of Charleston. There's a huge art gallery. I don't remember where that happens. If that's a, It's uh, like, the place we saw. Art Center Tom's, or, yeah. Okay. So they have a big art expo and there's like a big VIP like dinner the first night. There's a bunch of um, like NWTF. And well, they have it at the Marriott. And, they have it at the Charleston, the Marion Square. Yep. Whatever it's called now. Yeah. And then Brittle Bank Park. Yep. That theater. There was like seven. Yeah, there's there, it's all over the place. And each of those places have various events going on, depending on what your interest is in wildlife. Yep. If it's art and painting, there's a place for that. If it's... Uh, cooking. Cooking and stuff. Yeah. yeah Game they, calls. There's a whole tent f- just for cooking. And so there's all kinds of stuff. Um, they do the dock dogs. Yep, uh, Doc Dogs competition is so there. Brittle Bank Park will be a, is a great spot for yeah. us to be. Brittle Bank Park is where the Doc, the doc Dogs is. That's where they had the uh, Range Rover experience, which oh, we yeah. did. We can drive a brand new Range Rover over these crazy. They build like this track, and you can it's yeah, crazy. Nice. And then they have the Working Dogs, the Birds of Prey is at Marion Square, yep. but they have this white tent that has a ton of vendors. You can get hunting trips, all yeah, kinds of stuff. Yeah, by hunting trips, by hunting calls. But what's oh. fascinating is it's both sides of wildlife. So there's people that are. Anti hunting, all con- all conservation. And there's people that are yeah. conservationists and also hunt, and it's but everybody kind of gets along. It's just everybody right. has their own fit. 
Well, and and that like I like like I was saying earlier, like there is every possible option for everyone. Whatever it is right. you like, what interests you, you can go find it there. Right. And it's I think it's it's, it's one of the coolest things they do, and it sucks it didn't happen last year because yeah. of COVID or this year either. I think whatever whatever it was, it was. Yeah. yeah. But um, always a good time. Yeah. Yep. Always had a lot of fun. But they want some of this in there. Yeah. And so I what I gathered from the conversation. When we well, were, I don't know how to run it. Was that they're having it? Yes, and we're going to be there. They're having it. We're going to be there. More to come <clears throat> in multiple ways. We're going to be there in multiple ways. Ooh, teaser! Yeah, we're actually going to have cliffhanger. To, we're going to have to pull in like helpers <gasps> because there's so many different places. Yeah, that we, we have are going to have to be in multiple time. places at one time. That's yeah. true. So we're going to have we might even have an internship available first. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Another piece of exciting news, we have a whiskey and wine, whiskey and cheese tasting class. Yeah. Next Thursday. Very exciting. For, I think, 16 people, 12 yeah. or 16 people. So a lot of people. Tell them about that. Um, we're going to do three. I'm going to do a bourbon. I'm doing two bourbons and an Irish whiskey, and we're pairing it with cheeses from the Virginia Cheese Company, and the owner of the Virginia Cheese Company is coming down here to give her spiel on the history of cheese and, and just stuff about like what we do for whiskey, her with cheese. Yep. And we're giving this class and we're really excited about it. So Gus and I, we're going to tag team this and knock it out of the park, but we can't because you have to be somewhere else. Yep. We are getting to that point with events and who we are and what we want to do, where we are having to split apart and cover events independently because there's not, there's only two of us. But this night, in particular, it's pretty cool, and I hope that the pomp, the cool stuff, actually gets postponed so you can be there too. Yep. But I will be downtown at. You know what the award is before you. So no, so okay, like, yeah, I, I, I don't have all the information. So Gus will be working the market downtown because mm-hmm. the city of Charleston is giving out a handmade award, handmade awards to local companies, and that's us. So the mayor. They're having like a helicopter flyover and jazz music and like it's a big, nice. big hoopla, having a big deal. So we're part of the list of people mm-hmm. that are getting an award, the local handmade Charleston business award. Right. I don't really know the scale of importance of this award. It could just be, but she said it's a plaque. That's cool. And we were selected for it. We got room in here for it. So that's cool. So we're going to be running a class and also getting an award on the same night and hopefully making uh, some money in the market. Yeah. Yeah, she did. It, it was funny the way she, in her description she mentioned that uh, the mayor's wife likes to shop. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Maybe she'll drop some, pony up some dough for well, some. they're coming to each booth individually. Yeah, I know. So, that's what I'm saying. So that'll be cool. But it's pretty exciting. A lot of stuff going on. I'll make sure I'm super drunk. <laughs> yeah, you should. Just this, falling down. Just this is a smoker cocktail yeah. kit. Yeah. <clears throat> just start cussing at them belligerently. I, I give you a deal for t- $2. I don't even know their political leanings. I don't either. You could be like, just whatever it is, pick, choose the opposite side and then just yell at them and be like, you, I mean, I don't know, po- political things. Give me a plaque. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, yeah. Could. No. Wait, but come it, back for a picture. <laughs> yeah. But it'd be super cool. We're, um, yeah, it's cool to have thankful for the a recognition. lot of things going on. It's cool to get recognized. Um, if you want to recognize us, you doing. can go to patreon.com slash whiskey and white Go to YouTube, like, share, subscribe, hit the notification yeah. bell. <clears throat> Give us um, some recognition. All right. Yeah, we're happy to. Uh, we're just happy. happy. To we're have, just happy. Have a lot of stuff going on. I had to move this because the the little hard teats are hurting my elbow. Nice, nice. And we get told a lot by people that we work with closely, other companies and stuff like our some of our sponsors are like, we know you guys are super busy. It's like, well, I'm glad someone noticed how busy we are working <laughs> to get this stuff. And that's only with what they, like, know. Yeah. Like, they, they, don't don't have any, they don't have insight into our personal stuff or our... Yeah. Uh, our and day, a lot of this company, job, we, so. we operate a month out. So, like, we're, we're planning right now for a month away, but... Yeah, we have to. Yeah. Uh, when we have stuff planned way further than that, but we have to definitely look at our schedules and say, hey, before we agree to this, like, what's going yeah. on six weeks from now? Yep. So, it's a good problem to have, for sure. Speaking of... People that we work with. I might have another ounce or two of this. Um, it's a good top. Do you want any more? Nah. Yeah. So, Trevor, you don't like it? No, I do like it. No, I no, you do. have a lot to do. Yeah, to do. Hey, man, if I start this now. Yeah, no, that's why I'm just having a little bit more. And then I'm done. I got stuff to do, too. So, Trevor, I we're working with on the cigar stuff, and he got us 
all those cigars, which again, we didn't talk about a lot, on this, but it's coming. It's coming. It's so a, don't, a separate. Yeah. It's going to be a whole thing. We're going to talk about this for weeks. I mean, the, we're still blown away by the generosity. And so was everybody. We got, we didn't get as much footage there as we wanted, but I mean, it's dark, you know, there's a campfire. It's just dark outside. There's yep. no lights there. So we weren't able to, other than, you know, I mean, we could set up these lights, but then it kind of ruins the point of it. The point of it is to sit around and talk. So, yeah, we have to understand that the, the purpose of this is to give veterans an opportunity to get out. And I'm not a veteran. I was, I, I was happy to be a part of it and our company being able to help provide this opportunity. Um, I removed myself from a lot of those conversations, went and found other things to do, but it's an opportunity for those veterans that are using this as a way to learn how to do something to help cope with whatever they need to cope with. Uh, We're also kind of split into two different camps. Yeah. But my point being like throwing up the lights and making it a production, it it, it causes people who aren't used to it to withdraw a little bit. And that's not the purpose of this place. It's an opportunity to disconnect, open up, talk to other people who are experiencing or dealing with similar things and learn how to use nature to help deal with some of that. Right. Um, and so we, we, we have to find that balance of doing some of this kind of stuff while we're there, but also giving people the space and the environment they need to do with what the place is meant for. Yes. Uh, so we didn't get, you know, bright lights, detailed coverage of the cigars, but everybody there was super pumped to get some. We got a to thank share. you filmed, yep. uh, just a quick group. Thank you. Uh, and they were super pumped to go through them and look at them and, and so and our heavy cigar smokers and we're like, oh, cool. And, you know, going through it. So it's, it meant a lot to these guys and it, and it helped the trip a lot to where you could just be like, hey, there's a box full of cigars over there. Go pick out what you want. Because a lot of, I, I would imagine most, I have never been around that many cigars. Yeah. So it's. Short of being in a humidor at yeah. a cigar shop. So for someone just to be like, go pick what you want. You can have anything. And they're like, anything? Like anything you want in there. You just pick it. And. It's just a cool another experience, and they got to drink some rare whiskey, and, and it's just it's a cool thing to leave there and be like, you know, we got to have Cuban cigars and, and do this stuff. I mean, it was cool to me. I, I yeah. it was, the whole thing was fun. But so Trevor also makes guitars, guitars. Oh, I didn't realize he made made yeah. guitars. Yeah, sent me like some templates of stuff, and I said, hey, let's make one out of a whiskey barrel. Yeah. So he sent me the sizes that he needs, and I meant to cut them last night. I just I was cutting pen blanks and sanding and standing clocks all night and uh just i didn't have time it started raining and then it was over yeah so i'm gonna pop up some stuff to send to him but yeah we're gonna he's gonna make a guitar out of bourbon barrels mostly lids but he doesn't know if you can because we talked to someone before about making a guitar and he was telling us that you can't make necks out of uh, the oak Mm. and trevor kind of said the same thing but he was like i want to try it yeah so we're gonna send him some staves to see if he can make a neck out of a guitar as well which the gentleman who makes helps us with making calls just wanted to try it, right? Jacob oh, was like, he? remember, he was like, I think I don't because everyone we had talked to previously, especially with the turkey calls, was like, eh, don't know if you can do that. It's not thick I didn't enough. Know we talked to Jacob about guitars. I thought no, we no, talked no, to no, a guy no, at the market. No, 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 no. What, what I'm saying is, is when it comes to making yeah. stuff with barrels, gotcha. We get a lot of the same feedback. Uh, right. You can't do that because of this or because of that. Right. And it takes one person to be like, I want to try it because yep. that's what Jacob did. He yeah. was like. Give me some, if you can find some lid pieces this size, I want to try it. Right. And, and what do you know? We sell turkey cars. Turkey we have calls. turkey calls and they're, and, they're pretty, and we get a lot of compliments calls. on and grunt yeah. tubes. So just take someone who's willing to, you know, blow up some shit in a, a lathe every now and then and <laughs> yeah. put their fingers on the line so that we can have cool products. Yep. So, so thanks. <laughs> so he, so we're going to have him do that. We do the guitar kind of same thing. He, you know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Yeah. But it's a shot. He can definitely make the, the bo- uh, yeah. body, the, base, the, the bottom. One, I don't know. I'm not he can make the part where you go, that part. He can make that part for sure because people make them out of all kinds of things. But we'll see. But it would be cool. But I think we don't know what we're going to do with it yet. It might be an auction item for a charity or it might be... Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do yet. It might go right here on this wall. And Sell on the market it. for a ridiculous price. Somebody Just to piss it. off the cigar guy. Oh, I forget. Or the guitar we can't guy. do that. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Whatever. But, but yeah, so that, and then we'll have cigar stuff coming out. And then we we <laughs> we we found a roper. What? We found a roper. Oh. And I filmed him. Oh, that one. Okay. Roping the bull. Moving. We were moving. Like riding a horse. But it wasn't a horse. Yeah. But and then similar speed. Very yeah. safe. I, I noticed. It was the opposite of safe, but it was fun. And that's, that's what's all important. that matters. <laughs> so nobody wants to die doing boring things. No. 
But we have, uh, yeah, so that video will be coming out soon. It's very short. It's, I mean, as long as it takes to and throw, that's how long it is. We got three different camera angles. So there'll probably be a replay and some, then some music. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it. I'll do it up real, real nice. Like, but like a PBR promo found a roper and he showed me how to do it correctly. <laughs> Could be a PBR promo. That's funny. We light the forest on fire. Like the, when we went to the PBR yeah. and they lit the whole thing on fire. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, he, he, he showed me how to do it and we were basically, Close, but not- we were, I guess we had the right movement. Not really. We had the right idea. But the the hoop the loop needs yeah. to be massive. Okay. So he was saying all of it. So as my grandpa would say, we were in the right church, just the wrong pew. That's exactly right. <laughs> we were we were trying to do it expert level, oh, okay. and he was like, "Make the hoop as big as you can get it, and then you go halfway around mm-hmm. the knot. So both rope pieces halfway around, hold it there, and that's where you swing. Oh, okay. And then." You let go, but you want to keep it. You want to look how you're swinging, and you want to keep it open. So if it twists, yeah, like that, it's, that's wrong. So he was like, "Just practice your form until you can keep wow. the loop open." But once you show me that, knocking out of the park all day. Maybe like one out of three, I'd, I'd get it. Yeah. Throw ten times, I'd get three. It's thirty-three percent. Yeah, it's not bad. It's better than zero. I mean, for for just learning, yeah. just starting out. But Good so that's cool. But we also we had that in the bed of the <laughs> in the truck. And so he's got that big, is it a 410 Yeti? 410 quartz? Yeti, the, no, the Yeti 210. It's called a 210. Is is what it? It, yeah, but it's still huge. Thought like it's I half the size two, of this table. thought I had a 210. No, he said, it's what he said. He said oh. Yeti 210, unless it's like 2010. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even it's know what the big. numbers mean. Like you, I, I can fit, like I can lay down in it. Yeah, and, we can get inside and, it. And curl up. You can put several deer in it. For sure. So we had that in the bed of my truck and it was poking out like a good, Half a foot. Oh, yeah. And we had the Yeti bull on it. And it, then he has a Jack Daniels Yeti that we also had strapped to the top of it. So people were driving by. And then we lots had, of stairs. Yeah. We had like bow cases and the Raven case because he shot a Raven. The targets. And yeah. Everybody could see the boots that and these all are kinds clearly of. hunters. <laughs> but it's people were, I guess he saw the bull and then saw the Jack Daniels sign and thought, are these PBR guys? Yeah, maybe we are. But people were like staring hard all eight hours. It was fun. It was a good, it was a good drive. Yeah, I had a lot of fun on that trip. I enjoyed it. That's fun. I can't wait to go back. I'm looking forward to showing uh, the wife uh, in a couple yep. weeks, maybe uh, lighting that fire, getting her excited about opportunities. Should be fun. I don't know what you're talking about. There's always opportunities. It's true. I told her an opportunity today in Indiana. Mm-hmm. It's two hours from Louisville. Yep. That's not bad. I talked to someone the other day about... Uh, the potential thing north of, uh, like, an hour and a half north of Atlanta. I hate Atlanta, but if you've ever been north of Atlanta, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's there's mountains lots and hills of and stuff up places there. in Georgia. Yeah, so always opportunities, always places yeah. to go. Yep. So. We'll see. Um, And then what else? Do we have anything else? This will be a short episode, if not. Short-ish. We have, I think we have discussed... Almost everything, but like touch and go. We didn't deep dive on anything. Yeah. We both have a lot going on right now professionally. and Yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff that's just, it's not for this podcast, but um, that we're working through and dealing with and we'll do our very best to make sure that it doesn't uh, impact any of this. And if we have to to adjust, then we'll figure out a way to make it work. But regardless, you will continue to get... Your Whiskey and Whitetails podcast on a weekly basis and your Patreon content. I'll tell you this. If, if, you, if we seem stressed to you in any way. Because um, we are. <laughs> yeah. So we appreciate everybody tuning in. We appreciate the comments that we get and the messages and people supporting the show. And we appreciate every thumbs up and thumbs down. Yeah. We got, some thumb, we got a single thumbs down on the Bourbon Hunter video. No comment, though. Why don't you? Uh, you Pony know, up. Yeah, tell me what's tell me what the thumb down was for. Tell me what you like, what you don't like, so we can fix it. Yes, yeah, tell me. We're cool people. Thumbs down doesn't do me any good. Nope. Plenty need, of thumbs up. Need some feedback. Yeah, thumbs down doesn't change it. But, but I think we get the out. We got one thumbs down as opposed to all the thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it's fine. I don't care. If but one, still, fuck them. One person doesn't like it. Okay. <laughs> Not concerned. Yep. I think that's it. All right. Thanks. For coming along. Yeah. And we'll talk to you next week with... Rocks and Glencairn. Yeah, with the guests. We'll have two guests here. Yeah, so. it'll be good. 
And we're actually, I think they're bringing their new riff. Oh, are they? Uh, their pick. I think they're bringing us something to taste. Awesome. But we're going to open something cool with them as well. Probably, I'm thinking, I'm considering opening that Yabikaye. I think that's what we're going to open next yeah? week. Yeah. I've been hanging on to it and, and hanging on to it. I think it might be time. So we'll see. Sounds good. Cool. Empty glass. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Hit that button.